0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Ladies and Gentlemen. by lead expert analyst stevie fly stevie thanks for joining us tonight what's going on tonight lance what's happening look my friend what's up with the steelers
0: you know they just look like they were really unprepared you know coming off a of bow week you figured they look a little bit better but you know as bad as you want to bash me all, you think about you got to think about this and i was watching some with some steeler fans of mine and uh Roethlisberger just two weeks ago had surgery for a torn meniscus, so him being out there, maybe he shouldn't have been out there, but him just being out there is, uh, you know, not many people would have done that.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, and, and I you agree. And you
0: could tell his accuracy was a little off today. But, you know, he, he kind of caught fire in the fourth quarter, but it was just too little too late.
1: Yeah, well, Talking about uh, sports on another level, let's talk about a team that actually received their WWE World Heavyweight titles this week, and that is the Chicago Cubs. First time in 108 years, and they get the WWE titles around their waist for being the World Series champions of Major League Baseball. Congratulations to the Chicago Cubs, folks. Got a lot of talk about tonight, so we're going to get right to it. First and foremost, last week, Stevie, I said on Monday Night Raw, we did kind of a live play-by-play. I called it before the show began. I said, Goldberg is going to spear Paul Heyman, and he did. <laughs> I, and, and so my question to you is, Are we? do we have any other surprises left in this feud? Do we see? I mean, we're getting closer now. We're just weeks away. Um, if I'm not mistaken, just a couple weeks away from right. Survivor Series uh, um, emanating live, actually, from this very night. And so I ask you. Um, we've seen some surprises. Are we, see some, are we going to see some bigger surprises? Rumors are floating around that Goldberg may actually prevail in this match. Are you buying that? Yeah,
0: you I'm know, still the like I said, and I'm gonna stick to my guns on this one. If if Goldberg has worked something out with WWE, and and there's rumors going around that he has that he's going to make, you know, this is, won't be a one stop deal where he does the match of Survivor Series and, and goes. Then yeah, I can I can see him winning if he'll set up something for maybe you know another match at the Royal Rumble or, or maybe you know possibly WrestleMania. I know you have your thoughts on on who Goldberg will face at WrestleMania, and I have my thoughts on who that person will face at WrestleMania now. So uh, uh, yeah, I I can see him winning if it's going to be more than just a one appearance.
1: Yeah, well. I'm with you, and I think it will be more than one appearance now, there's also some speculation uh, surrounding a return of another big name, perhaps one of the oh, biggest yeah. if not the biggest name in uh, history of the of the world of w w e and that is on the nine hundredth episode of SmackDown coming up next Tuesday night, we're gonna see the Undertaker, my favorite of all time. So I ask you, um is that a one shot deal, or do we uh, and we don't see him again until WrestleMania season, or are we going to see something start to build? next
0: tuesday night i think you're going to slowly slowly see something starting to build
1: uh
0: on when he comes back but uh i'm not going with the whole goldberg thing like you are i've got a another person that i think there's a lot to talk about and building this up to wrestlemania so uh and i think that's going to be john cena i think uh as as fewer appearances as as Cena is making these days, and you know I know he's taking some time off, but him and Undertaker are taking are on the same schedule, so I think this will slowly build into something for WrestleMania next year. And like you said, you said Undertaker's over. And I'm going Undertaker Cena at at WrestleMania now, from what I'm hearing. Well,
1: that's that's the more logical choice. I mean, you know, if you if you take There's a reason Undertaker's coming back to SmackDown. I mean, um, there's certainly a reason there. And I think you probably thought this before that, but with that news, that kind of validates your theory that, um, you know, there's probably somebody on that roster uh, that will be involved. I can't see them implementing anyone else on the SmackDown roster just to have an Undertaker match. If that was the case, they'd probably put him on Monday Night Raw. Um, Yeah, you just don't
0: see see anybody on that roster except, except for Cena matching up with Undertaker right now.
1: Yeah, well, and it will certainly be a big match. I mean, do you think uh, The Undertaker and John Cena is a heavy draw?
0: Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I think if you, you put Cena with anybody on a WrestleMania, and the people say what they want to about Cena, but Cena draws. <laughs> Cena makes ratings, like Preston Quinn said, Prane trade makes ratings, but Cena gets ratings and uh there's a lot of there's a lot of talk here in the last couple of weeks especially. Uh and it's been talked about in the past whether or not they would do it or not, and this could be what leads up to the WrestleMania match. Is Cena going heel? Well you know, would that not bring ratings? Uh, there's a lot of talk about it. It's it's been uh asked of him. And most of the time when they asked him about it in the past, he was kind of like very, very quick to say, no, I'm not going here this. That's not what I'm doing." But a couple of times here lately, he's been asking. He just kind of played it off and didn't want to say anything about it. So, is that a sign? And, you know, there's just a lot of rumors going around. And this would be just as big, if not bigger, than Hulk Hogan's heel turn in, in the formation of the NWO. So, you know, WWE may maybe looking to do something just to, just to get ratings and the, and the you know, to shock folks for the shock value right there. And that would be a shock.
1: Well, and I, and I agree. I would love to see John Cena go heel. It would make me actually like the guy again, because quite frankly, I have, I feel like the whole thing has become very stagnant, very stale. And that's probably the feeling that a lot of people had about Hulk Hogan um, in the early to mid-90s when it had started to kind of, uh, you know, wear, it's, wear out his welcome at that point. Of course, Eric Bischoff capitalized into something real big. And while it probably would be just as big, do you think it would have the same effect uh, that Hulk Hogan and the NWO had, particularly mm-hmm. at the time?
0: Well, you know, the whole, the whole – if you just put the Hogan heel turn, just a Hogan heel turn and not the formation of an NWO. And against a Cena heel turn, I think that would be about equal. Uh, but, right. you know, when Hogan did it, when Hogan did it, you already had this NWO in, invasion angle going with Holland Nash. And, you know, you got three big names right there. Uh, I think that's what made the whole NWO thing even bigger. And yeah. people, you know, people still bought, and there's still a lot of people to, to this day, no offense to it, some of this stuff is real. Uh back then it was it was more people K save wasn't had been broken. Uh people still thought it was kinda of real storylines. And today, you know, you, you really don't know. You don't know. I mean I'm sure the the younger generation it would really have an effect on them because most of most of the fans are the younger generation but uh, I don't think it would rate on par as an NW, you know, with a Hogan heel turn, just because of the N.W.A. Yeah.
1: Well, and you're right, because, I mean, how many times has the NWO effort been replicated but never matched? Um, never. I mean, the only the only thing that really, and the Degeneration generation X kind of, you know, that was kind of a phenomenon in itself. But ever since the two of those, we just haven't seen anything quite like that. And, I mean, we've seen no. – if you remember back in 2000 – I want to say it was 12 and 13, TNA came as close as they've probably ever come in yeah, an effort but, to try to do it with the aces and eights, if you remember. Right. Um, I remember but that. It, and that was an attempt – Let's I mean, that was just a blatant attempt to make something like that work. Um, and, they did, and the guys that were a part, I think they did a heck of a job uh, trying to sell something that had been uh, done many times before, but they certainly did it well – but at the end of the day, um, and, you know. Also, TNA tried to do that same thing back in 2010. If you remember, it was 10, 10, 10. TNA is buying for glory, where they were talking about. Remember, I forget the specific terminology used, but you know, they, they were Abyss was talking about their coming, blah, blah, blah. blah and right. the thing we know, they uh, are, uh Hulk Hogan and Bischoff. And um, you know, yet again, another attempt. But really, you know, it, of course, TNA was, for lack of a better term, second tier to. Uh, WWE, where WCW was a heavy competitor, but even when the NWO came out, uh, WCW was was in second place by far. Uh, it wasn't close, and they came out and um, and you know they they made it they made it work, and and certainly probably one of the best factions, probably the best faction uh, of all time. So I kind of wonder if um, if this will have a long term effect. I'd love to see Cena go heel, no doubt about it, because it would it would actually make me. Enjoy the uh, enjoy watching a little bit more because I do feel like the character has become uh, a bit stagnant, but I kind of wonder where it goes from there. You know, if uh, does he, does he beat The Undertaker? Um, Does The Undertaker? One, one, uh, one source is saying that it it could potentially have a um, loser leaves town type, type stipulation where uh, ultimately the loser is, you know, retires. And um, right. certainly the predictable answer there would be the undertaker. But I don't see why Vince would want to make it look that predictable when you have two icons of different eras uh, going against one another. I, I don't know. But um, let's say the two meet. Let's say the two meet. And of course, we'll talk about this as time progresses because I'm sure – um the more the facts come out the more it looks like my goldberg undertaker prediction uh, is not looking so hot i think i got too crazy (laughs) last week but um but i'll say this with undertaker and cena being a very high probability for wrestlemania 33 um early favorite uh undertaker as a, a man who does not lose at wrestlemania certainly got his streak uh snapped not long ago but um undertaker as kind of the mr wrestlemania for lack of a better term or uh or Cena uh, as a 39 year old
2: with with some
0: years left to go. Mm. Uh, I you know, and i hate to say it like this, but I'd have to call it even. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't I don't see either one of them having an advantage over the other right now. I mean, just right. with, with just what you said, you know, you know, you don't want the Undertaker to to lose at WrestleMania, especially what you know, could be possibly his last, and I mean, it could be that's the way he goes out, because I think it's been talked about before that uh, Undertaker wanted, he's made the comment for it, if anybody was a snapper, he would want Cena to snap it uh, yeah. snap the street before it ended, but uh, you know, you really hate to see the Undertaker lose like that, but you you got your draw with Cena, and I think uh, the way you would make it where it wouldn't be so predictable was to have Cena as a heel. Uh, yeah. You know, with, with if the crowd, and of course the crowd would would all be for Undertaker, uh, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'd have to call it even right now. I don't think either one of them would have an advance right now.
1: Right. Well, and, you know, my, my concern really is uh, is that if, you know, if Cena wins and that's the last time we see the Undertaker, you know, as a big Undertaker fan, I would be very disappointed if. Uh, that's
0: what, you know, and, and I, w- I would want to see him go out losing his last WrestleMania. You know, yeah. you want to see a, and I I mean, you think about the Ric Flair situation when he went out and the loser, you know, his career match. Shawn Michaels that was that was not you know and it was time for Flair to go don't get me wrong but you know that's not a way you want to see somebody go out like that but let him go out on top and and you know especially Undertaker has defined Wrestlemania you just know you're going to see Undertaker at Wrestlemania for the last however many years now so uh I I I wouldn't want to see him lose his last Wrestlemania.
1: Well, I wouldn't either. But and you know, honestly, uh, WWE and and has been very uh, has definitely uh, traditionally their stars when they retire go out with a loss. You know, and uh, usually it's dignified as Flair's was again at WrestleMania 24, a great match that was. It was dignified. Um, Shawn Michaels going out the way he did, dignified loss. Uh, he certainly competed well but there's something about the undertaker that you, you know, you just his the whole character, the whole persona. is just not that of man. And you just don't want to see him finish that way. I mean, I don't, I almost would say it's specific to him. Um, you know, if we, um, if we see Goldberg lose at survivor series and that's his last match, which I don't think is going to happen, but if that happens, then, uh, you know, so be it. And, um, I'm sure he'll probably put up a valiant effort, um, and he'll go out with grace and dignity. Um but there's just something about the undertaker you don't want to see that happen.
0: No, no, and I mean just like you said, it, it with Michaels Michaels was Mr. WrestleMania they call you know they called that, but he he lost to somebody that hadn't ever lost at a WrestleMania at the time. So that was yeah. kind of dignified his with his mm-hmm. loss, so uh you know i don't i don't think undertaker will be will should lose at a wrestlemania especially it's it I, and i know i'm repeating myself a lot but it's his last wrestlemania no don't let him lose that way let him go out on top
1: well let me ask you this now there's there's a lot of spe, there's a lot of speculation coming out about wrestlemania folks we want to make sure we address it uh all of it tonight i will ask you this stevie uh the Undertaker is a—it's no doubt it going to be a shoe in for the Hall of Fame at some point. Um, no doubt. Do you think they wait until he wrestles his last match, or do you think that uh, that they'll induct him and then he'll wrestle his last match at WrestleMania? Do you think we see an induction this year?
0: I do. I've said it. Uh, I mean, I, we've talked about it on shows past. I think this this will probably be his last WrestleMania. And I think he'll. You know, kind of like Flair. Did Flair lost that WrestleMania, but he was inducted that weekend in the Hall of Fame. So, I yep.
1: think
0: I think that's what that's what will happen, and I think it should happen. You know, right. uh, I don't think you should have to have to make him wait for his uh, his Hall of Fame induction and do it right there. You know, that weekend
1: would be great. Well, we will see what happens WrestleMania coming up. Uh, in April uh, of, of this upcoming year, and of course, we're about to enter WrestleMania season. And you know, WrestleMania season used to begin at the Royal Rumble. But here lately, we've kind of seen where WrestleMania season seems to get kicked off around Survivor Series time. And I think this year will be no exception. Goldberg and Lesnar, whoever wins that match, I do believe that match is going to have implications somehow or another on which those men, who those men face. At Wrestlemania I personally believe they'll both be uh, Fighting at Wrestlemania I do not believe they'll fight one another Um, So a lot of speculation As a matter of fact I read a report On the Bleacher Reports Pretty much was an opinion article Calling for Goldberg to win Saying that the best thing for business Is going to be a Goldberg win Simply because the story of Brock Lesnar Tearing through the entire roster Is becoming old Do you agree?
0: I do I thought that was not uh, a good thing from the start. Uh, somebody that's a part-time player and is just coming and destroying your roster, the full-time guys. And you have to wonder what the full-time guys think about this. And, you know, I know Lesnar's done his stuff in the past, and he's he's a former world champion in the past, but he left. Uh, left, you know, for NFL his NFL future to give that a try and, and he also left for UFC to give that a try but you know no matter how bad you want a guy there I don't agree with you know from the start he came out destroying one of your world champions uh, one of your, your yep. one of your best guys your best draws, and he was destroying him from the start and he hadn't been there and and is and a part time guy and he's coming out just destroying folks. I don't think that's good for your Ross. I don't think it's good for the guys backstage. You have to wonder no. what some of these guys backstage think of that. I, I wouldn't like it if I'm there busting my butt every night and you know, this guy comes in and gets top draw and is able to do whatever he wants to from the start and he's there once a once a month or twice a month counting a pay per view and maybe one raw. So you know, no, well, I, and, I just
1: don't like it. And you know, I mean I I'm with you. I can totally see why the people who wrestle day in and day out, they go to all the house shows. Um I can totally see why they would would be upset about that. But my question is, are we gonna see let's let's take a look at a guy right now, Kevin Owens. Okay? He's probably one who would be upset at the fact that he didn't get a chance to wrestle uh excuse me, main event WrestleMania, and then you end up seeing somebody like Undertaker and Cena and of course you, you can bank your money on if that is undertaker's last match, that will be the last match of that night. Oh yeah. So if that's the case and you got an up and coming star like Kevin Owens who, you know, um, uh, is, is, a world, cha- is a universal champion, uh, ends up going to WrestleMania and essentially wrestling, wrestling a match somewhere around the 9 PM slot when he could be main eventing. Um, I wonder, you know, I, I've, I'm, I'm with you there that I understand that those wrestlers might, those guys might be upset, you know, they're full-time, they're doing everything. But then my question, Stevie, is when WWE contacts them at 10 years from now when they're, they've kind of run their course and they're they're starting to be the part-timers and people are going nuts to see them back on uh, programming, I wonder if they're going to be uh, as quick as Lesnar is, I'm sure, for a good paycheck. To come back, headline a few rolls and main event a show. I wonder if they'll, you know, if they'll say, No, I don't want to interfere with the young guys or if they're gonna say, Well, um, I guess this is how it works, so I'm gonna do that. I mean, you know, that's my thing. I mean, I understand the argument that uh, you know, the those guys that are performing full time, but I mean there's a there's no doubt that Brock Lesnar worked that same schedule once.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I agree with you there, but my thing is I can see your a... <laughs> if a Lesnar comes back and, and comes out and starts destroying uh, some of the the lower car guys, but you get him up yeah. against, and he's getting top billing over, uh, you know, a Cena or somebody like that, you know, destroying him, uh, that makes no sense. And and yeah. comparing Undertaker and Cena, if Undertaker-Cena match comes on, like you said, no doubt, that that's the main event, especially if it's Undertaker's last match. That's yep. main event anywhere. I don't care who else is wrestling, uh, and, and Owens. If, if Owens and whoever he's wrestling with it's Roman Reigns or what, you're not gonna get a top draw over seeing uh, an Undertaker. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. and, and one day it'll come your time where you know you may, like you said, he, they may ask him back, and he may get a top draw. I just don't. I don't know if Kevin Owens will ever be. To the level of an Undertaker, but right. uh, you know, I, I you just have to realize that Undertaker and and Cena put in all this work, and and I can't compare the work that Undertaker and Cena put in compared to uh, Brock Lesnar. I mean, well, they, and they I, really paid yeah. their dues. I mean, Les has been that you know Undertaker and and Cena have stuck with that company, and up until. Years ago, you know, when Undertaker, for for reasons unbeknownst to us, I get health reasons and just didn't make an appearance until WrestleMania. But before that, he was going, 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 and he was yeah. the most respected guy in the locker room by far. Uh, yeah. And Cena, Cena, whether you like him or not, from what I hear, Cena has a lot of respect in the locker room. and He works his tail up. Uh, and, and I just don't see that with Lesnar. You know, I like... Now, he might be a big draw for some folks, but he's, he doesn't impress me as far as uh, wrestling goes. He's a good UFC fighter, but as far as a wrestler, no. Uh, he's just a brawler. That's all I'm Well, I, did,
1: I definitely agree that that the Undertaker and um, people like Undertaker and Cena have certainly put more work into the wrestling business than Brock Lesnar is. I mean, let's face it. Lesnar, is uh, he was certainly a big deal in wrestling. But he is such he he's more of a larger than life star than he is known for being a pro wrestler. I mean, The Undertaker is known exclusively for his work in the WWE. Period. And John Cena almost the same. Uh, but matter of fact, any of his extracurricular things he's done, Make a Wish Foundation, what have you, all of that has been tied to the WWE. So practically nothing uh, that the um, that the Undertaker and John Cena have done uh, has been not tied to the WWE. Well, you got a guy like Brock Lesnar who's been a wrestler fought in the UFC. I mean, got a number of scandals going on there. I still can't get why, you know, the WWE is so quick to suspend um, uh, some of their superstars and then they, very quick after reports come out that, uh, that he's been doping, whether true or not, are very quick to put him back on television. Now, that's another thing that I have a concern about. Um, and I don't and I want to ask you about, you know, it was literally weeks after that report came out after his most recent fight, uh, July 9th in UFC, when he returned UFC 200, if you remember correctly, uh, reports came out soon thereafter that he was, um, he, what, that he had been, um, that his medicals had, uh, produced reports of, uh, doping. Uh, he denied those reports. Um, there has been evidence, um, that has, uh, made it look fairly clear that it could have been something going on and whether or not he knew about it, that is potential for discussion. But my question is for you, Stevie, as somebody who is, I know you follow wrestling very closely, and I know that you follow mm-hmm. the folks who've been suspended, who've been released from contracts due to multiple violations. Is the WWE right to uh, put Brock Lesnar on the air soon thereafter? after those reports, but they're quick to not include, people on their roster who've been accused of the same thing?
0: I don't, I don't think so. And I, I don't, I don't understand the, the big obsession with Brock Lesnar. Uh, you know, yeah. it's evidently, you know, Vince has always liked the big, bigger guys, you know, like, hence you look at Hulk Hogan in his time. That was one of the biggest guys at that time. Uh, and, and he's, he's basically got had an obsession with the bigger guys, but uh as far as doing, you know, coming that quick off and not being really what you would say punished like another guy, you look like uh, right now. Paige uh, serving her second suspension for uh, wellness violation. Yep. I don't know what the deal is with that, but you know they have definitely kept her. They kept her off the off the air for well on three months now, uh, which I know she was about ready to make a her. Appearance after the first one, and then shortly after, they kept her off. And uh, next thing you know, you hear she's being suspended a second time. So I, I don't think they're they're doing it on the same level with each one of the. So I think uh, Lesnar should have been kept off for a while. Which and you know, if you look at Lesnar, he's really not on uh, a Raw that much. Yeah. He makes an appearance at a pay-per-view once in a while when it's a big match like this. and You know, more power to you if you can get the draw like that, but that, that's just something I've never been a fan of. And it goes back to the day with Hogan. Uh, you look at when it was NWA and WWF. Right. You had the 30-day rule for a champion mm-hmm. to defend his belt. Flair would defend his belt two or three times, uh, and I mean in, in a span of five days where Hogan right. – would wait 20, 20 days to defend his belt. So, you know, I never liked that. I like a somebody that would make appearances and, and 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 work hard for what they're doing And the play. was always like that. And I think Les is more like a Hogan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stevie, I mean, it's, we're gonna... it's like,
0: kind of like a diva.
1: Right. We're going to divert a bit now. Uh, we are joined here live on Brawl for All by one half of the Fantastics folks, Mr. Bobby Fulton. Bobby, how are you doing? I'm doing
2: great tonight.
1: How about you all? Doing fantastic. Doing good. Glad, glad to have you on the show. Stevie, I know you're excited about this interview that you're getting ready to do uh, with Bobby Fulton. Of course, we've got a legend here on Brawl for All, folks. One half of the fantastic, certainly one of the most legendary tag teams in the history of professional wrestling. And, of course, Bobby Fulton joining us live here tonight. Bobby, we've, uh, we, we, we're excited to have you on the show. Stevie, I know you've got a lot of questions for him. Take it away. Well, I, you know, of course,
0: like like I told him before, when I've been talking to him, it's a, it's, it's a great honor. Uh, a lot of people from this time don't realize that this was, the Fantastics were one of the great tag teams of the 80s and in and, and the early 90s. Uh, you, you know, it was it was a great to watch him. And to, I got to see him in the Crockett days because I didn't have cable here, but they went back a whole lot further in the Mid-South and UWF and, and World Class. Yes. But just just tell us, Bobby, Bobby how, about how you got your story. Well, I'll tell you
2: what. I started my first professional match, I was the age of 16, and it was in Cartsburg, West Virginia, in 1977. But I remember all, as a little boy, all I ever thought of being was a professional wrestler. I got a chance to uh, see the wrestling here in Ohio, and uh, and for some reason when I walked by that TV the first time, I was hooked. I told people, that I don't know if it was like an orchestra or not, the sound of the pounding of the mat, the grunting and groaning of the professional wrestlers, the forearm hits and this and that, and the calling of the mats. To me, it was like the New York Symphony. And I was hooked from the very first, and the roar of the crowd. I just recently had ran into my baseball coach when I was a little, and he said, I'll never forget, I asked you, what do you want to be when you grew up? And you told me, a professional wrestler. And he said you went on to travel all over the world, be on international and national television broadcasts, featured on national and international uh, magazines and such and programs and wrestle. some of the greatest stars, as you said, in the 80s and the 90s. To have an influence even today, they tell me that at NXT, they often show the matches of the Midnight Express and the Fantastics, trying to rekindle that same style of professional tag team wrestling even yeah. today in 2016, and I've had so many people tell me, and, and, and I say it to you with great honor, and even though I'm long-winded and it's all right, I can be that way at 56, that our That's matches right. still hold up today with what's being seen on television, whether it's in Maine, Spain, Spokane, uh, or uh, no matter where. All over the world, those matches of the Midnight Express and the Fantastics would hold tight even today to the crowd today and uh you know i'm very blessed by god almighty to have had an opportunity to live my life as a professional wrestler not only that but to meet a lot of nice great people you know you can't forget that i'm as well as i am a professional wrestler i'm a great fan of wrestling the sport of wrestling the king of sports professional wrestling and i'm a so excited! I when I when I get a chance to talk to it to tell people that I got a oh, chance definitely. to wrestle in some of the major arenas all over the country against some of the biggest stars and and uh, you know I think about Tommy Rogers, my partner, the late Tommy uh, Rogers, who was great great was one of the greatest athletes in professional wrestling. You know, we were only five foot nine, and I say only in a in a world of giants. But together, me and him collectively. Uh, was able to influence guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Ultimate Warrior, Sting, and some of these other guys that we wrestled in their careers. And and I'm very very thankful. And Shawn Michaels, I seen him at at an event not long ago, and he stopped and he just said, Bobby, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for all you've done for me. And for people to say that to me, man, I am paid in spades by what I did. Because you know what? People had to help me. And I pass it forward. Uh, even today in professional wrestling, trying to encourage young guys and stuff like that. Even with our company that we're now promoting wrestling again in Ohio and having great events. And one upcoming November, this Saturday, November the 12th, which I, Demolition Axe, and I will team up and have a whole array of wrestling stars. Guys, I know you asked me a question. I got started. Sometimes it's hard to get me to stop because I'm very passionate <laughs> about professional wrestling. And yeah. I no. stop here to let you talk.
0: <laughs> that's no problem at all. You can talk all you want to. It's great to to, to listen to you talk. Uh, uh, you talked about, to do, you know, like the NXT guys, uh, yes. maybe the WWE guys trying to get that, – that's something me and Lance have talked about on here. And I've been uh, – I'm I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling. Have been since yes. I started watching in the mid '80s. I don't think WWE put, and I think they do a, a little bit better job now. But I mean, you tell me your opinion. I don't think they push the tag teams enough like they used to back in in, in the '80s when you had you know you had great tag teams in in the sure. NWA and, and the WWE back WWF back then had them. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, and I think it would really take it to another level if they pushed the tag team wrestling like they did back then. Because were some of the, you know, like your matches with the Midnight Express. Uh, they were some of the most exciting matches and would really get the crowd going into it. Uh, There's nothing like a ta- a good tag team match.
2: Good, exciting tag team match. You're right. Exactly. Well, you got, it's not just two guys, but it's, but it's four or six guys. And like you said, they majored on great tag teams, whether it was the British Bulldogs in the WWF. Uh, the the um, the uh, let's see, there are so many of them. I think about demolition. Oh, yeah, demolition. I talked about him earlier. Yeah. Uh they they majored on tag team wrestling, as well as the uh, the. I was trying to think of the uh, the uh, the Killer Bees. I mean, uh, Killer Bees. Tito yeah. Santana when he was a tag team partner with people. Strike for People love tag team wrestling. And when you take the element of tag team wrestling out of a wrestling event, it's like leaving out the clowns or the tigers (laughs) at the circus. It's a very important element that the people come to expect to see, and it can't get any more exciting than when tag team matches get wild and wooly. And uh, it's just something that they need to, to really press to make it, a featured event
0: at a wrestling program. What I think they need to do, and I know they're doing like a Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament in NXT, but I think sure. they need to take it a step further. You had the you had the privilege of uh, competing in, in, in all. I believe you complete. Didn't you compete in all three of the Crockett Cups?
2: Uh, I did. I uh, we did we did. Uh, We did uh, two of them. We did the one in uh, New Orleans, the very first, and then we did the one in 88. And I'll tell you one thing right now. We wrestled some of the greatest tag teams there in New Orleans from around the world at that point. I mean, my goodness, some of the greatest talent in the history of professional wrestling assembled there at that very first in New Orleans. And uh, we got a chance to wrestle uh, a lot of them, you know. and, and, And not only that. But even guys that didn't even have names, and I want to throw a couple of them out there. Hollywood, uh, Hollywood uh, John Tatum, and John Jack Tatum. Victory. What a I great remember. tag team. Sting and hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. I just uh, put a match on our Facebook, someone has shared. We had great matches with guys like this. That then I know they all remember Sting and they remember Eddie Gilbert, but do you remember that Eddie Gilbert and Sting was a team? I mean, yep. uh, what about and Sting and Rick Steiner, too? That's right. We had great matches. I remember Rick Steiner being there. You're exactly right, but they were great tag teams, and it's just something that's lost. And and, and you say, well, is it who who made it lost? Well, it's uh, it's the figureheads that's done that. And listen here, they're trying to they try to rewrite wrestling. You can't rewrite wrestling. And Bill after wrote a book, "Is Wrestling Fixed?" I didn't know it was broken. It wasn't broken. But I believe that the powers to be of the WWE don't like professional wrestling. You can tell that because they want to call it sports entertainment. Well, I'm not a sports entertainment guy. I'm a professional wrestling guy. And what I was wanting to say is they want to try to change it to to suit them. But it's just like the NFL or the uh, NASCAR. You change it so much that you run off your base fans, and that's the problem professional wrestling has the fans the fans vote with their feet, and that's why Rawls ratings are in an all time low and uh, all these shows and they shouldn't be because they're the only major thing left in the country i mean besides the smaller independent type wrestling and things right. like that so so they need to learn to 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 get with the program, so to speak the w w e does and get this thing going because, listen to me, when they prosper, all the professional wrestling prospers. And when they hurt, all the professional wrestling hurts. And with that being said, I just wish that they would get it in gear. There's so much talent. They've got great athletes and stuff like that. But I did go to a Raw, me and my son Dylan, and I did notice this, that years ago when I wrestled in major stadiums and arenas throughout this world, that the people not only stood when we came to the ring, but they were standing during the matches. They were yeah. jumping up and down like popcorn, yelling and screaming. I notice now that the fans only cheer when they come in. They sit down during the match, and then they stand up when the guys leave and go back to the dressing room more than women wrestlers. Now, I see some incredible hard-fought battles with that Charlotte. I mean, that girl, the yeah. Rick Flair's yeah. daughter, does unbelievable stuff in the ring, what a great athlete she is. But there's just something missing across the board with the entire product that they have being that there's no emotional attachment with the wrestling fans.
0: Well, let me ask you this.
2: I can remember uh, back in the 80s,
0: there wasn't so much wrestling on TV. And I mean, back then, I I couldn't get enough of it, but Unfortunately, yeah. I only had it twice a night. Do you think there's a little bit of overkill with it now? Well, yeah, being only on
2: so available? I, I, I'm going to tell you what the problem is. They need to bring back all enhancement talent because mm-hmm. I want to see John Cena win with his move. I want to see these guys win by their moves, just like the Nature Boy Ric Flair and all the right. Fantastics won with their moves on, T, on uh, WTBS. And then when we get to the arena, we face a – the TV should be a showcase for your talent. But when you got John Cena wrestling Randy Orton, let's just say it for example, and then you say, "And ladies and gentlemen, uh, next week you're going to see John Cena wrestle Randy Orton, and hey, at the pay-per-view five weeks from now, it's going to be a big matchup. What's it going to be? It's going to be John Cena versus Randy Orton. (laughs) They give it away. Look, guys – they give yep. it away. They give it away. They don't know how to create. I Absolutely. like the way Ken Mantell booked. It was like this. He had three to four major events a year, and either that was the start of a program or the end of a program. There's no real beginning and end to anything with the WWE. There's no rhyme or reason. And they got great wrestling minds there, Michael Hayes. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, they got Pat Patterson and all these great guys. But somewhere, some. Somewhere, somewhere up there in them Titan Towers, there's a Frankenstein, and he chokes <laughs> out the life of the wrestling of it. And hey, I wanted to survive and I wanted to win because listen, I go into all these areas and we, like I said, we start in Ohio where the crowds are loud and unbelievable, so loud it's ear piercing. And if we can do that in a small town in Ohio and draw a thousand people. Then why can't the WWE have twenty thousand roaring fans at the wrestling match? I mean, uh, it's part of the electricity of the of the crowd. Is part of the allure of it, and also it motivates the wrestlers even more so.
0: But and
2: I'm I'm right there with you. Back
0: back in the '80s, especially you know with the Crockett's and the NWA and UWF in the southern regions, there was. Tremendous build-up to a feud, uh, you just like with you your feud with the Midnight Express. Y'all had tremendous right. build-up. The, the debut match on NWA Pro Wrestling. Y'all had with those yep. when you made, you know, you came out, you, you wrestled with them, and then there was a build-up every week. I mean, everybody remembers sure. the the straight jacket match. Well, sure, first at the Clash of the Champions. That's what we want to talk about. Clash of Champions. Uh, you come out in Greensboro Coliseum against the Midnight Express, and Jim Cornette, and and put on one of, you know, if not the best match, everybody talks about Sting and Ric Flair, that night, the 60-minute draw, but your your match with the Midnights, and and Luger and Wyndham against Arn and Tully, was right there with them, I mean, as far yes. as excitement, and, and getting the fans on their feet, I just don't think these days, they build it up enough and, and I've told Lance, like I told Lance, I show my age a little bit when I talk about some of this stuff, but you know, back in the day, you had a big build up to a feud, uh, weeks and weeks, and and then it was like you said, it was start at one pay per view and end at one pay per view.
2: But sure. like
0: yours with the midnights, I think y'all kind of uh, ended at the at the bash in '88 when the straight jacket match when you had Cornette in the cage and uh, you know just you, you just had you just didn't have a bad match with the Midnight Express. You're right.
2: You're right. And, and and it's just like you said, there's so many other matches that uh that we have. But on that particular clash, I don't know if a lot of people realize this or not, but we went we went uh we went to um we went up head to head to WrestleMania that year. Yeah. And as a matter of fact it... I understand Crockett's got in a lot of trouble because of it because it really hurt their buy rate. And well, uh, de-
0: it definitely did on uh, free TV, that, and and yeah, and not just the fact that it was free TV, but uh, watching later on watching that WrestleMania because that's what you went head to head with with WrestleMania Four sure. with the World Title Tournament. Except for the the match at the end with Savage and Dibiase, I, I would put every every match on the Clash card uh, right there with any match on the WrestleMania card, and not I mean your match. Luger and Wyndham and Arn Tully and Sting and Flair were better than any match on the WrestleMania card that night, and and Thank they, you so nobody much. had to pay for that. Um, yeah. But I was I was always, you know, raised in the South, still in the South. But I was always I always got my start at the NWA Wrestling, and, and somehow or another, one night late, I did in syndication. I got to watch the UWF, and I was a fan of UWF for what I could could pick up from it. And then when Crockett's bought off UWF, I was I was glad to see it at the time, but you know, it was kind of sad to see that that UWF come sure. to an end.
2: Sure, sure. You know uh, the one the the one thing about it is that uh, that uh, we we're living in a we're living in a special time right now, and I'm saying we're living in a special time for professional wrestling because we there is. There is an opportunity and a window of opportunity for people to rewrite wrestling history. And what I'm trying to say is if there would be people just smart enough to do some smart things, they could build something in wrestling regionally where the WWE is failing. And a lot of people think, oh, I I just don't think it could happen. I I know it can happen. And that uh, hopefully – that, that will happen because the one thing that guys need to do is they need to learn to wrestle and they need to learn. How can you train somebody? And I'm, I'm, I'm on a rabbit hunt right now, but it's okay. How can you train somebody when you've only wrestled once, once a month? And I mean, seriously trainer, when you've only wrestled once a month for the past 15 years, you've been a wrestler for 15 years, right? But you only wrestle once a month. And the guy that you learned from was, was a guy who had, who had not really wrestled very much himself. Listen, there's more to wrestling than a big move. I can take and go into the ring and have more emotion over little movement, lots of passion over uh, uh, anything done off the top, wherever. It doesn't matter. And like I said, it still works, and I don't mean to get on a tangent, but I just try (laughs) to express that to people, especially these young guys. Because, listen, guys, I'm 56 years old. 56 years old And I Can go with anybody In the ring 10 to 15 minutes And I'm just saying I can do That because number one I didn't get on the I didn't go And do uh, Dives I I did the planches and going over you, You can see the matches in Japan But what I'm trying to say is when the bell rings Guys Start off slow You don't jump out there and kick a guy and suplex him and then jump off the top rope and do a 350 thing. And, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Guys got to learn to put things in perspective. And I just threw that in for free tonight, guys. That's for anybody listening (laughs) who wants to know.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I, I absolutely agree with your assessment of wrestling. And it was so refreshing to hear somebody say, that pro-wrestling ought to be called pro-wrestling and not sports entertainment. What is that? I mean, and and another fine point you make is that when you have zero competition on the mainstream level, we really ought to be getting a better, more exciting pro-wrestling product.
2: Yes. Yes. Well, that's what I'm trying to say for the WWE. Now, I know it's a billion-dollar company because, believe you me, they're selling – they're selling me and a bunch of other guys from the 80s and 90s illegally on their WWE network, and I'll get back right. on that bandwagon, make it nine ninety-five a month, or they're giving it away free. But the thing that it is that, that it's doing, too, on the WWE network is exposing their product. Listen, when they got to shake a camera when a guy hits a guy to make it look decent or shake the camera whenever <laughs> he gets flipped across the ring, something's wrong. And, and you, can, you can't hear the roar of the crowd, but you can hear them slapping each other's legs when they throw a punch or do something or try to kick somebody. you has got to slap his legs so hard, that way he makes himself fat enough he can hurt a guy. Well, I, I'll
0: say this, and I and I, boy, and I don't want to forget to mention this. Uh, you know, I, I loved your matches with Midnight Express and, you, and the other match but one of the most underrated matches that no, you know, And I don't know if a lot of people remember uh, Clash of Champions season beating the U.S. Tag Team title tournament final, the Fantastics versus Ron Simmons and Eddie Gilbert. That, yes. I, I mean, it, what an underrated match. I mean, that, to this day, it's still one of my favorite Clash matches. Uh, it Thank was just you. back and forth and back and forth. Thank you. Uh, you know, Thank you, you. you guys worked on Gilbert's uh, – I believe it was shoulder that night, Darn, and, and yep, that arm ended and up coming, coming into uh, coming into at the end. He uh, he got a little greedy and didn't want to make yep. the tag and and ran into turnbuckle. But that's still one of my favorite matches of Thank all the time. You so much.
2: There, We uh, was prime time television. We wrestled about twenty eight minutes. It was, I think it was twenty nine minutes and thirty seconds was, of a thirty minutes. It minute was right in near,
0: near the thirty minutes. It sure was. I, I remember to this day watching it. was... Such a great match. Uh, Tell me, you you know, when you were brought into – y'all were brought into Crockett, was there – and I know Rock and Roll Express, you know, they're they're another tag team I really enjoy watching, but they were kind of on the way out. Were were y'all brought in to kind of take their place?
2: Well, I think the Midnight Express and them have done their thing and they were looking at the Midnight Express. They were looking for a, mid, a team for the Midnight Express to wrestle. We were right. in Texas, and uh, that was it. You know, we never we followed the rock and roll quite, quite a few times, the first time in the Mid-South wrestling when they had left and went back to Jarrett for the 90 days. But, but, but while we were similar, we, there was never a competition between us. I've always thought the world of Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Always got along great with them. I knew Robert. I remember the night Jerry Lawler came into Memphis Mid-South Coliseum and took Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson sit here, guys, threw them a bunch of bandanas and stuff, and they said, what are we going to do with this? I mean, and they became the Rock and Roll Express. So, But the one thing that was going to happen at the end of the deal that never happened was we were going to turn heel against the Rock and Roll Express now.
0: Wow. With that
2: being said, I am a 100 times better heel. Than I ever was a baby face And I say that meaning it But I just never really got the opportunity To show that uh, Then But we were going to be, and then I think Rick, Rick, Robert quit And uh, right. that was all All You know didn't happen I think Paul Jones was going to be our manager And we were going to switch And I would have enjoyed it and loved it But, uh, but uh, you know We never went to ever replace anybody We went right. to work and went to have great matches. And a lot of people said a lot of things uh, about, even Jim Cornette will tell you, the matches between the Midnight Express and the Fantastics were magical. And uh, perhaps people will never see that quality of mat- tag team match again. You, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I don't think they will.
2: That that You just really, that,
0: uh, <clears throat> I love hearing stuff. Because I, I I try to find out as much about wrestling that I can, right. uh, but that story right. you just told me right there, i would never heard that before. But I would love to see that. That would that, yep. oh
2: gosh, that would have been great. Uh, well, you, me and my oof. me and my brother Jackie, after Tommy had wanted to go back home for a while, and I because I was a tag team wrestler, I got my brother J- Jackie involved. Brother George. Uh and we teamed up, and we wrestled as heels against the rock and roll quite a few times and as a matter of fact, one night on the w c w show in Kingsport, the uh security guards was going nuts, trying to grab a hold of us, and everything like that so I mean that's the kind of heat that we could get, you know uh and stuff so and I'm sure Tommy and I could have done the same uh thing as far as that goes, but uh like I said, I, that's how I broke into the wrestling business with Blind Fred Curry and Wild Bull Curry, a guy named Hank and Roger Best here, and Chillicothe and them. And, and then I later broke my arm in a riot, and then I had, uh, then I had gotten pretty good shape, and uh, they could market me to the girls. And uh, <laughs> that's why I became a, a baby face, and uh, the rest, they say, is history. You know, uh, I'm just thankful at 56 I can still enjoy it. This is my last year in professional wrestling, mm, yeah. but then after that, I'm going into sports entertainment. I'm going to be wrestling until I'm 65.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I have to, I have to ask you this. I mean, because yeah. I think he was one of the great. He is one of the great minds in professional wrestling. Probably yes. is one of the greatest minds. What
2: was it like to work with Jim Cornette? Jim Cornette, he was a character. I, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I predicted mm. Jim Cornette's career long before he even got into the wrestling business. Me and him recently went back to that same fish camp there in, uh, outside of Louisville a couple of weeks ago. And I shared it on my Facebook and what had happened was we had, uh, we had, uh, we had, uh, taken and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, I'd ride with him and his mother from Louisville to Evansville on Wednesday nights when we wrestled in, uh, for Jerry Jarrett and them. And all of a sudden, they had said, uh, well, Jim Cornette, I told Jimmy, I said, Jimmy, I, you're never going to be a wrestler. But I said, Jimmy, you're going to be a manager. You're going to be a booker. And I even was riding down the road. And Jimmy could tell you, I said, one day, Jimmy, I want to wear a bow tie and a top hat and, and be lover boy. Bobby Fulton as a bad guy and later on he said that's where Loverboy uh lover boy uh Dennis came in there. You know what I'm saying? But uh we had uh we had uh Jimmy was great. He had a great mind and me and him have been dear friends. Of course we crossed paths and and uh I set his pants on fire before and uh and he beat me with a tennis racket and uh, as a matter of fact you talked about that uh that uh, straitjacket incident, if you'll right. watch that video, they, they put that chair around my head. And if it wasn't for my long blonde hair, you would have noticed a Fred Flintstone not came up on it. Oh. I mean, I was, when Jimmy Cornett was on me, I was knocked out totally cold, and it was just unbelievable. But he was oh. a great, he's a great guy and a great mind for professional wrestling. And beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan or, and Dennis Condry, what a great tag team, you know. That
0: uh, I, I've said and I've told Lance several times. You know, we talked about the whole TNA situation, and and I know he was there before. But I honestly think that if you put Jim Cornette in charge of of somewhere like a, a TNA, he could really straighten it out and probably and, and maybe get it back onto you know competing with the WWE. I would hope so. I I would definitely watch his product that he come out with.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you what, if they would let him do what he wants to do, you know, it's always somebody's jealous or mad or whatever. You know what I'm saying.
0: Oh, yeah, I know.
2: Yeah, that uh, they get mad about uh, whatever. And he's had his problems within the offices of all these other people and stuff like that. But Jimmy's got a sharp mind, and he's a a great guy. And and, uh, like I said, uh, uh, I think he's still got a lot to contribute to the professional wrestling business in so many ways. Okay. When I first started watching watching wrestling,
0: I you know of course like I said, all I could see at first was NWA wrestling. Uh, sure. You were you and Tommy were in the mid south then, but I would get these wrestling magazines and see just about every sure. month. Every month I would see you and Tommy, and and these two guys that uh, they were just weird looking dudes, but y'all had blood all over it. But this oh, was a yeah, few with herders. the sheep herders. Yeah. Yes. And, gosh, I mean, every month I would see pictures of y'all just bloodied up. And I was like, these guys are trying to kill each other. But y'all had a yep. great few with the sheep, we were. sheep herders. And...
2: <laughs> we were trying to kill each other. They were they were, they were, were from uh, New Zealand, and they were trying to roughshod, run roughshod over Americans, saying bad things about the greatest country in the world, and, therefore, We were out for blood, you know. The Fantastics, the girls might have liked us and this and that. And the guys said, well, they're just a couple of sissy boys. But when the blood started flowing and the fists started flying, then them guys said, oh, my goodness, especially about them barbed wire matches.
0: Those people were really
2: going crazy and into them and things like that. You know, you brought up a good point. When I was a young boy and my probably six, seven, eight years old, there was no Internet. There was not anything like that. I had them wrestling magazines that I would go to the ring and Inside Wrestling and Wrestling Review and all this and that, you know, and everything. But uh, you know, it was great to get to have those old magazines, read about people that we didn't get to see because it was regional back then, and to tell people that. See, Lance is
0: Lance is a little bit younger younger than me, so he does. He's had it where it was WWE or WCW the whole time where you can see it whenever you want to. But to understand uh, the the first wrestling magazine I got and the name escapes me of it, but the picture on the cover was you, Tommy, and the Rock and Roll Express. It had to be a picture from. Uh, I think it was around the time the Crocket of the first Crockett Cup. Yes, it was. George Napoleon Taylor
2: took that picture.
0: Exactly, exactly. And yeah, you remember that picture because I think Morton still yes. had the bandage over where we he was supposed to have his nose broke. Yes, but, uh,
2: and we and we recreated that two years ago. That picture in Louisiana—the last time I got a chance to see Tommy Rogers—we created that picture. We tried to, to the best of our ability, the same right. type pose and everything. Which I think I was okay. on my Facebook. Yeah,
0: uh, that that was just you know one of my one of my first memories of a, a wrestling magazine. Like you said, I used to buy it wow. every chance I got when I'd go looking for it was either Pro Wrestling Illustrated or Inside Wrestling or something mm-hmm. like whatever I could get my hands on at that time just so I could see more. You know, because we didn't get the AWA, we didn't get Mid South. Sure. We just got sure. uh, every once in a while I could get WWF. But mostly right. it was Crockett's and but but I did love the Crockett era uh, with sure. Dusty and Magnum. And, and then when y'all came sure, along, yeah. uh, okay, you people talk about uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and I didn't know it until mm-hmm. I did my research on this. You you had the precursors of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. You had Big Time
2: Wrestling, which led to the change Smoky like, Mountain Wrestling, right? Yeah, well, here's the deal. I helped, you I helped Jimmy find the ring for Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and and they did their first shows at my shows. They, they taped them for television. The first two or four Smoky Mountain Wrestling shows are actually my shows. And my big-time wrestling, I still have, and that's what I talk about in Ohio, that we're out doing a lot of great stuff. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, we're having all kinds of guys come in, Buff Bagwell, the franchise Shane Douglas, we also have, uh, like I said, uh, uh, Demolition Acts coming, and also we have stain coming. So we're doing a lot of great things with that company. But people say that we were a precursor. I just helped Jimmy as much as I could get it started, wrestled for Smoky Mountain Wrestling in between going to Japan. And we were in that fire on the mountain, and one of the first – Major shows in the barbed wire cage. It was me and my brother Jackie against the Heavenly Bodies, uh, Tom Pritchard and Sweet Stan, along with Jim Cornett and Bullet Bob Armstrong. The commissioner was the uh, referee of that match. All right. So we, tried, I tried to help him any
0: way I could get that thing started. And I tried to get my hands on like every Smoky Mountain wrestling video I could about them because that was just, you know, that was the closest thing to the old Crockett that sure. I, that that you would see back then. I mean, but you came up with. Uh, some great talent there. For, you know, you had Chris Jericho started that. You know, got one of his starts there with, with Lance Thorne, the the thrill seekers. I mean, yes. it,
2: it
0: was it was top to bottom. But, you know, you had Kane. Kane got to start there as a Unibomber. Yes,
2: so, that's right. a lot know, of great people.
0: A lot of great people came through there. It Was just just a great. You know, Smoking Mountain was a great place. I hated to see that come to an end.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, but you know, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on it. But but sometimes that happens. But hey, I'm telling you. It's not re- re- the story of professional wrestling is not over, and oh, no. uh, I'm looking forward to a big future in it with things to happen and everything like this. But listen, I have en- enjoyed talking to you guys earlier. I just got out of church. Okay, and uh, and uh, I-, I I'm going to have to go and let's do this at another time if you don't mind. I've got a bunch yes, of stuff yes, I'm sir. doing and everything, and I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to. Uh, to uh, to uh, get on here and talk to you, and uh, God bless you guys. I appreciate it, thank, man. And thank keep you for so the great Lord. work. Thank you so God much. God bless you we'll, too, Bobby. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, yep. Yep. Thank you guys. God bless.
1: All right. You too. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bobby Fulton of the Fantastic Stevie. I know. I kind of kept my mouth shut, and I'm going to tell you why, because
2: <laughs> I,
0: know um, why
1: I know that you have long uh, been a wrestling fan, a lot longer than me. He was somebody that was a big deal in your time uh, and uh, wanted you to get the opportunity to talk to him. So how was it talking yeah. to Bobby Fulton of the Fantastic
0: You know, and, 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 I mean, I, I would love something like that. I could sit there and talk. For, and, I mean, on this show, I could sit here and talk. I was hours, hours about wrestling. And, you know, you can tell he's very passionate about pro wrestling. Like he said, pro wrestling, not sports entertainment. And that's what it was back when he was wrestling. And, and you talk about anybody that's sitting here listening tonight, if you want to see a good match, look up a fantastic match on YouTube. Uh, you know, it, it will,
2: it,
0: all the stuff back then, to, in my opinion, buries what was going on today. Uh, they put on great matches, they did the build ups. Fantastics and Midnight Express match. Look at any of them, and you'll see what we're talking about. It, it was just—it was great to be able to talk to somebody that that you really looked up to when you were a kid, and still do now. I mean, you know, I—you know—that was—that was just pretty awesome, right there.
1: Good, good. Well, Bobby Fulton, the one it of Fantastics. I'm sure he'll be back with us on the show um, as we progress forward. Um, but it was definitely an honor to have him. On the show tonight As we near the end of the show Let's talk a little bit about um, The Rage Wrestling World yeah,
0: Championship We got a big tournament. one coming up
1: it, Coming up this Saturday night uh, November the 12th, 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, live from Northeast Academy Gymnasium In Lasker, North Carolina Folks, if you're looking to get tickets Just so you'll know You can go on RageWarriors.com uh, Get your tickets now They're on sale online People who purchase tickets online Will have priority seating so if you do not have your tickets yet, you want to make sure you get them. You can get them online, or you can also get them, uh, if you're local to the Northeastern North Carolina area, you can get it at Morris Auto Service. And also, I believe, the Grapevine Cafe, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Steve. That's right. Yep. So, of course, get your tickets now. Um, I'll tell you that there's a lot to look forward to. Um, a couple of the guys that are seen to be heavy favorites uh, moving into the tournament, um, Benjamin Banks uh, certainly is a favorite, I would say. Um, but I think the crowd, uh, maybe, it seems to me there's a movement, as we kind of talked about in recent weeks, for <laughs> the pain train, Preston Quinn, to become the next, become not only the next, but the first Rage Wrestling World Champion. Do you think, uh, what do you, what, what you think, Stevie? I mean, are you thinking that uh, we're going to see this dream of many become a reality, or is the pain train going to be on the outside looking in?
0: I I think it may become a reality this weekend. You know, Pain Train is is one of those heels that you you, you get behind it, you know. Kinda of like a he's getting a, a fan movement kinda of like Stone Cold did. Stone Cold Steve Austin was a was a heel but the fans really got behind him and I think uh Train Train's starting to build a little fan base and, and like you said, it may be maybe some problems if Pain Train doesn't win the tournament. <laughs>
1: That's what it sounds like. Uh, well, we, we'll definitely see what happens at the Rage World Championship Tournament. It's coming up this Saturday, November 12th. You can get your tickets online at ragewarriors.com. You can get them at the door, but, folks, you get priority seating if you get your tickets in advance. So you want to make sure you get them just as soon as possible. I think they're going to have some good food that night. Uh, Stevie, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that we are. The doors are opening at 530.
0: I don't ever. I don't think you you come to Northeast and ever get bad food. So I, I'm pretty sure you come with your stomach empty and you won't be let down.
1: Well, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, and, and I'll tell you, you know, I think Benjamin Banks certainly has has a shot. But uh, I'm not sure if you uh, if you recall, I think you got a chance to see them when they came in at the October 8th event before it was postponed. And that's Mark and Sean, Denny, the Geordie Bulldogs, um, who will be a part of this tournament. Um, we're kind yeah. of a late addition to the last tournament. Uh, do the right. brothers, either one of the brothers stand a shot, you think, at the title, or are, well, they, they're, are they on the outside looking yet?
0: Well, I think they're more the tag team, but, you know, you, you always got a chance. I think somebody we're failing to mention here, and I don't want to go away from, from the, the Bulldogs, but uh, we're, we're not talking about Asafi a lot. Asafi mm. is definitely a threat. I think I would put him as more of a threat than a, a you know, a single single wiser than a Benjamin Banks. Uh, you know, Osafi would would be one of my picks to probably be in the finals, just depending on on what the uh, the brackets how the brackets play out. But I I think asafi has got it got the chance to go to the finals, and maybe even be the the uh, the world champion. But you know, that's somebody we haven't talked about a whole lot, but. I was impressed with him as a match at the at the last event, and you know, as big as he is, you can't teach size, and and he definitely throws his weight around, and he's definitely got some talent. He comes from a a good line of wrestlers with his uncle, the Barbarian. All right, so yep. watch out for Asafi too.
1: Well, and, and if Asafi, um, let's let's say Asafi wins, I mean, you know, or not just Asafi, but Benjamin Banks. I mean, let's say, uh, can, can you think of a Rage wrestling? With heel champions across the board, I mean, is that really? a yeah. Bible.
0: Yeah, I mean, stranger things have happened in professional yeah. wrestling, but you know, Mayhem Incorporated would 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 corner the market on on championship gold that night if, if that does happen. Uh, yeah. I can definitely see it happening, but I'm still sticking with the Pain Train. I think the Pain Train's gonna take it.
1: All right, well, Folks, again, just a reminder uh, This Saturday night, November the 12th Northeast Academy Gymnasium It's located at 210 Church Street In Lasker, North Carolina Um, Again, 210 Church Street Lasker, North Carolina If you don't have plans to go But you're in the Northeastern North Carolina area uh, Don't miss this show It's going to be a phenomenal show It's going to be a great time And of course, um, they will announce A return date that night um, to uh, to Northeast Academy, and let me just tell you folks, um, Rage Wrestling is going to be putting on some great shows uh, in the very near future, including this Saturday uh, in at Northeast Academy, which uh, I like to call when it's decorated as such, Rage Arena. And I'm going to tell you something: um, <laughs> you don't want to, you do not want to miss uh, what Rage Wrestling has in store over these next uh, next, I'd say three shows. It's going to include this one. Um, If you don't have your tickets yet, you can get them online at RageWarriors.com. It's going to be a really great night this Saturday night. Don't miss it. And, of course, Stevie Fly will be on hand um, doing an expert analysis and such. Um, But, uh, nonetheless, um, looking forward to that show this Saturday. Now, I want to have the thumbs-up and thumbs-down session before we go, Stevie, uh, because we do have some things. Um, to chat about there, and, and, and a little bit of it is I'm, I'm going to ask you for kind of some definitive answers here about the Rage Wrestling Championship terms so keep in mind, um, so get ready for that, uh, if you will. I'm going to ask you for some okay. definitive answers about that here in just a second, um, but I'll start with this. Um, a question uh, that, I'll, uh, that I'll ask you that it appears to be um, kind of trending on online is, uh, is Goldberg, or a uh, thumbs up or thumbs down, rather, uh, Goldberg is inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, of the WWE.
0: Thumbs up. I would say so. You know, you you don't build up this guy like they have, and and of course, he, no no doubt he deserves it for his time in WCW and the the streak, uh, multiple time world champion. So, and he won the championship in WWE. So, I, yeah, I, I could see Goldberg being. Definitely being a, a Hall of Fame guy.
1: Okay. Um, here's another one for you. We haven't really talked about this guy much, but as we get ready for WrestleMania season, I want to hear what you guys think about this. Uh Stone Cold mm-hmm. Steve Austin wrestles another match and it's next year.
2: Mm.
0: Don't I I don't don't see it happening. Uh his his neck and his back are in such bad shape. Uh, I, and what I've heard him talk about in the past that it it won't let him do another match. I think he would love to be able to do it, but I don't th- I think the risk uh far outweighs the game for him right now, especially at this point in his life. Uh I don't see I would love to see it, but I just don't see it happening.
1: A bleacher report article um has uh is reporting that Hulk Hogan's daughter Brooke says mm-hmm. that people have called him uh, from the WWE About wrestling You heard that correctly um, right. Wrestling at Wrestlemania uh, Thumbs up or thumbs down Hulk Hogan wrestles his last match At Wrestlemania mm. As far as wrestling goes
0: uh, I, I, I don't know what kind of shape he's in I just i uh, Judging from the last time you actually saw him Get in the ring Unless he's in a whole lot better shape with his back and stuff i I don't see him being able to carry on a match uh, unless it was a unless it was a tag team match and he got a, a few minutes at the end or maybe he got whatever had to do with the ending at the end. I could see it happen but i'll say I will say this it it could be a tag match let's go thumbs up right now for right now. I have heard they have been contacting him about making an appearance and possibly wrestling. So I'll say thumbs up right now.
1: You know, I'm going to get in on this one. I say thumbs up also. I really, yeah. I, I believe Hulk Hogan has long wanted one last match. And, right. um, you know, the thought of him not getting that apparently relationship has improved, uh, in recent months, uh, since the settlement of his lawsuit, uh, that gave a lot of negative exposure to the Hulk Hogan brand. And, uh, so now he's back in the picture and, wwe is is quick to jump on that and of course the wwe network which bobby fulton so uh uh graciously described earlier <laughs> um was um which I, you know I, I can certainly agree i would be a bit concerned I- if i was in dispute with um the wwe i would have some concern about them using my material uh as well exactly. um i can i can relate to them there um but uh, you know, they have started pushing Hogan back on the WWE network, it seems a bit stronger, and I think that it'll be interesting to see what comes of that. We're both in agreement. There's a possibility we could see Hog Hogan wrestling at uh at WrestleMania thirty three. And now that we're talking about the Undertaker um uh tonight and, and seeing this feud beginning to build that we expect to start seeing on November fifteenth, a nine hundredth edition of SmackDown, and I ask you, uh thumbs up or thumbs down, uh the Undertaker and John Cena, uh, for sure, at WrestleMania is the Undertaker's last match. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm
0: gonna have to say thumbs up, even though I don't like to. I say thumbs up because I would love to see Undertaker's thing just just one time. But I, I will say thumbs up. I've said it all along that I thought WrestleMania, this next WrestleMania, will be his last match, and I'm gonna stick to it. I'm gonna get thumbs up. Okay,
1: now getting on to Rage Wrestling now Thumbs up or thumbs down Uh The Pain Train Preston Quinn Wins it all
0: Thumbs up, I'm going thumbs up I know my man Ooh. Roger Perry would love to hear that But thumbs up train, Pain Train takes the tournament
1: Well we'll see Uh We will certainly see I, I, I'll i tell you, um, I'd love to see the Pain Train win uh, I <laughs> I would have. I'm a big pain train fan. Uh I really. Am. Yeah, he was our I mean, first guest, if you remember correctly, on the show.
0: that's that's, that's right. It's it's hard not to, you know, you, you take a lot of all these guys, but Preston just being our first guest and so, and, and uh, you know, his whole story about having to take time off and getting back into it, you just have to pull for the guy, even though he's a heel. You know, I still I still pull for the guy. It's just something about Preston you really like, and uh, as far as his wrestling goes, it's top notch too. So it's just not, just not because of who, you know, his story and all that. His re- his wrestling backs backs up everything that we're saying. We would love to see him win just because he we know what kind of wrestler he is too. So yeah, yeah. I think Pain Train takes it all. And uh, Charles, Young, with I know he's loving hearing me say that right now. But anyway, we we'll
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I I'll ask you this: thumbs up or thumbs down? Um, mm-hmm. You seem to be talking up Asafi as a threat. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Asafi is and loses to the pain train.
0: He broke up a little bit on me, Glance. what did you say? Oh, I'm He's sorry. Right.
1: I said thumbs up or thumbs down. Asafi is the man who loses in the finals.
0: I'll say thumbs up. I, I think that's, and I'm sure if I look at the brackets, they'll probably have them being matched up before before the finals now. But I'll say thumbs up. I think they're, you know. The the two big ones heading into this tournament, the two biggest threats in this tournament right now, uh, and, and I, I could totally see them in the finals.
1: All right, folks, and, and and my last question for you: thumbs up or thumbs down? Okay, now oh go with your gut here. Let me make clear: this is not Stevie saying who he wants to win, wants to lose. It's just thumbs up or thumbs down. Donald Trump. Wins the presidency.
0: Oh. I, I he I I I want it. I want that to happen, but I see it <laughs> happening. No, I don't see it happening the way things are yeah. going right now. So I'm gonna say thumbs down right now. But that's not saying I don't want Trump to win because you know <laughs> I I definitely I definitely do. But yeah. I just don't. I don't see it happening right now. But hopefully well, I'm wrong. Hopefully I'll be wrong on this one.
1: <laughs> But this would be well. one
0: that I really want to be wrong on
1: <laughs> Well we and will I'm see sorry, we will I'm not see.
0: sorry to tell the Hillary supporters That I'm not for Hillary So anyway I'm
1: I know we have of a lot to listen to our show tonight Yeah um, <laughs> No worries Look um, fantastic show uh, Fantastic interview with uh, one half of the Fantastics, Bobby Fulton. I think you nailed yeah, it. I think definitely. he did too. And uh, we we'll, 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 we welcome him back on the show uh, anytime uh, he wants to come right. back. And folks, I, we had such an action packed show tonight. Uh, I wanted to play the clip uh, from our interview with Caprice Coleman back in October, uh, but because we had a, a great interview with Bobby Fulton tonight, we're going to save that for next week. My, I don't believe Stevie. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't believe we have a guest scheduled next week right now, do we? Not, not next week. Not,
0: not as far as I know. But be on the lookout because we have a big one, big one, hopefully scheduled for the week after next. I mean, that's something that I've been working on for a while, and hopefully, you know, hopefully this will work out where we can have them. I think. If we do it on the 21st, I think that's what we talked about, right, Lance? That's right, yeah,
1: Monday the 21st. Yeah, the
0: 21st. Be, be on the list. Keep watching our, our Facebook page and watch our Twitter, too, because we'll have an announcement on that in the next week or so.
1: So Monday, uh, November the 21st, 21st, we've got a big guest on. Are we going to have and the and champion on
0: next week, though? The, the yeah, well, the
1: yeah, you're absolutely right. The champion of the Rage World Championship Tournament. Uh, is going to be – that's why we didn't have a guest scheduled yet because we don't know who it is. But um, the winner of the Rage Wrestling World Championship Tournament will be with us live uh, next week on next week's episode. And, of course, we'll also play you – it was a very fairly brief interview, but we got about seven, eight minutes worth of footage uh, from the Caprice Coleman interview, and we'll play that for you next week too. So a lot of Rage Wrestling coming to you next week. All the results, all the analysis, live next week's edition – of uh, Brawl for All. And of course uh lastly uh we will how about we uh, how about we will announce that special guest next week. How's that sound do you right, have we'll on
0: do that. that sounds good. If it wasn't pro yeah, wrestling we'll we would tell you now but we gotta keep you on it. <laughs>
1: we'll
0: get ready what for a that? second interview with Preston next
1: week. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe I, he will I, return I, to the show next week. I'd love to have him. I would love to have him yeah would I would be too. Very happy to have him on the air next week. Well, Stevie, always a pleasure. Great job tonight.
0: Same here, buddy.
1: All right, folks, that's all for Brawl for All tonight. We will see you next weekend, full coverage of the Rage Wrestling World Championship Tournament right here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm Lance Jenkins alongside with Stevie Fly, and we will see you. uh, Perhaps we should do analysis of the election on Tuesday night, or perhaps we should understand (laughs) that. I'll get the last word in here, that no matter who's elected president this Tuesday night, it's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that really is the Savior. And, folks, that's what we need to be worrying about. I'd love to see, last word, I would love to see how many people who are so willing to put a Trump sign in their front yard or so willing to put a Clinton sign in their front yard will put a sign that says Jesus on it. The world would certainly be a better place. Lance Chang is alongside with Stevie Fly. We will see you next week. We'll know who our new president is, and we'll keep rolling like we always have, right here on Brawl for All on blogtalkradio.com. Ladies and gentlemen.